And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian who also reviews Oreo cookie flavors. Her favorite, cinnamon bun. Her least favorite, meat dip. It's Jenikin Jones. He's a good husband, proud father, and frequent masticator. It's hashtag Al. And special guest, she's a comedian and weird adult. It's Little Esther. Chef Jeff is here to smoke some salmon. I'm sorry, I meant to say he's here to vape some salmon. I'm her husband Daniel, and I'm not afraid to speak truth to power. It's just, you know, I gotta live with her. Saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little kumquats. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello, special guest, little Esther. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you. Hello, Jenna Kim Jones. Hi. Hi, Alan. Hello. Hey, Daniel. Hi. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Allison. What do you want to talk about today? And like, what about human beings? And blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Took me a second to remember. That was when I went down an existential rabbit hole. Yes. I might still be there. I don't know. Um, so people might be wondering where Greg is. He's on a boat fishing and surfing. Not surfing on the boat, but he's in. he's doing what he does. It's becoming one with the sea. <laughs> we have Robo Greg. <laughs> we do? I have four in line, non-impacted wisdom teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he has four in oh, line, right, non-impacted right, right. wisdom teeth. He had a tooth saga. Um, but you know what? We have little Esther. That's so, right. hey, hey. Uh, sorry, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> that really made me feel good. <laughs> the clapping or me saying sorry, Greg? The clapping particularly just like goes a long way. It is making you're beaming. <laughs> you're soaking it up. You should just um, get like a uh, one of those ambient tracks on iTunes of just people applauding as you yeah, go through your day. And as I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so all sorts of things to talk about. We have a packed, packed show. Daniel and I went on a trip. Jeff is in a a mood. We'll get to that. <laughs> Jenna and Alan Esther have things as well, and we have segments. Uh, but first, I want to say to my listeners, thank you guys so much for all of the awesome Amazon support. Um, it makes a difference, and we are doing like buying some studio equipment and making some changes, and that is uh, because of you guys. And I want to say thank you so much. Um, and also, I just got to give my regular Amazon plug. Right here in a new spot. Look at me reinventing the show. Hey, Ooh. if you're going to buy something on Amazon, click the Amazon banner on my site, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Um, other ways to support the show are PayPal. Thank you for PayPal support. And, of course, support the sponsors. Um, okay. So, Daniel and I went to Utah for our yeah. quick little ski trip. So exciting. Your old stomping grounds. That's right. Well, not really the mountains because yeah. I don't know how to ski. But... Mm. I love Utah. So, <laughs> did you guys get? Is that where you go to get like extra wives? No, is that not? I Utah? I was hopeful going into the trip, <laughs> but we didn't. We uh, didn't see any. See no. We didn't see any polygamists. We did not see any. What a bummer! I know. I know. Maybe we didn't go to the right. Spots. I feel like they're tucked into the crevasses of all the canyons and things. You have to go to Costco. They are always yeah. at the Costco. 
which oh. you guys probably weren't near one. So we'll no, go to yeah. Walmart. Because they, they're such a big family. They need right. so much. <laughs> right. That's Actually, right. that does make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it'd be Sam's Club instead of Costco there, right? Both. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sam's is more yeah, rural. I don't think they're picky. Okay. Wherever the deals are. <laughs> yes, we did go to a Walmart because I needed to buy tampons mm-hmm. and I needed to use the restroom. And... On my 25th minute of trying to find anything in Walmart, I thought, this was the wrong call. We should have just gone to a gas station. Why? What, why? You couldn't find tampons at Walmart? I mean, I could find them, but the, the Walmart was so humongous. Oh. And the bathroom was like way in the back by little girls' bikes, Ugh. which was to the left of electronics, which was near you, DVDs. You're yeah. just like in an intense fury to like mm-hmm. figure out I that really, situation. Yes, I needed to get things squared away. <laughs> Uh, so it took a long time, but it did not take nearly as long as our drive back, Ugh. which took three more hours than it took on the way there. <sighs> but let's so talk painful. about the good stuff yeah. first. <laughs> 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 Note the lack of broken bones. I know. Yeah. Or sprained. You're not anything. even walking weird. Yeah. You're like carrying boxes. My, my calves were a little sore. That was about, and I have a blister. That's <laughs> pretty good. That's it. I know. Let's explain to Esther. Daniel mm-hmm. had only been skiing one time before, and it was, was miserable. I was 16, and my friends said that they would teach me how to ski, and it was a disaster. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. 16-year-olds suck. They're the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, let's figure this out. Um, no offense, children listeners. What is the worst age? Ooh. I would say that's 12, 13. Yeah. That's what I would have yeah. said. Yeah, that's when girls become... Evil. Awful. You start giving your friends laxatives while they're asleep. What? Did you do that? <laughs> I, or no. have that done to you? No. I How just, do you do that while they're asleep? I meant like at a sleepover party. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're, I, I was evil at 13. I really? Think. Yeah, I think, but we all were. No, mm-hmm. I was not. I was just <laughs> someone who noticed everyone else being evil if and you'd was had on a the little, receiving end. If you'd had a little power, you'd have been evil. Yeah, so. I was only evil to like get in with the power. I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do. Hang on one second. This is the second power reference tonight, Daniel. What's going on? Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> spent 10 hours. Are my womanly you. <laughs> Let it go. Um, okay, I'm sorry. And Esther, you said that you just were evil to like get in with the cool kids. Yeah. Duh. Did it work? You know, it always works for a bit and then, you know, something bad happens and you, you they turn on you and it, it never works out, kids. Just uh, study <laughs> and uh, eat dinner with your family. Because even when <laughs> I tried to be cool, it did not work for me. So I went to this private school uh, and we wore uniforms. And I think I've talked before about how socially difficult seventh grade was for me because I was never I was never cool. I was in the like less cool group, but I was firmly entrenched in the less cool. You know, I had the, my spot on the little fiberglass seat that was molded <laughs> to the table um and then one day someone else was in my seat and no one liked me anymore so in the pecking order of the larger cast of facts of life <laughs> not the four person cast of facts right of life, but yeah the, the, what was it like eight i was girls? like maybe maybe i was cindy okay friends with tootie not yeah. not friends with blair and nancy but still i had friends okay had then one day i didn't so then, like, things sort of evened out by eighth grade, um, and then I was actually somewhat accepted sort of like a mascot, I think, or a charity case by the cooler kids, so I was hanging out with them, Ooh. but I was, like, 
over everyone and everything. And I was just, I was, uh, they weren't going to get to this heart anymore. I was so bitter. And do you think that's like what made them want you is the fact that you couldn't be gotten? Maybe. I don't know that they wanted me though, as much as allowed me to sit near them. (laughs) I feel like for us, like, being the petite brunette, it's like our best option. That is- was not us. <laughs> but I love that you would say that. Well, but brunette, I, yes. Like our best option is to be the charity case. Like we're not. That's why I was yeah. the charity case because I was a large. That's I was all you a, can hope for. A, a sizable brunette. <laughs> I remember in seventh grade, a like a group of cool girls came up to me during passing period and they were all like, see, look. And they all had like been talking about my eyebrows. They were like, look, (laughs) Esther doesn't care about her eyebrows. Isn't that weird? Because everyone was plucking their eyebrows, but I was like, Uh. I've lived a life of commitment to not grooming. And it was talk of the passing period. So these brows, these two shaped arches, which are cousins, not twins. That's what what women's (laughs) magazines say you want. That's just all natural. Yeah, well, I, they were more. There was more there when I was younger, but it's just it is what it really? is. Yeah, and you whenever I groomed. like, I was on a show and they were like, "Can we tweeze?" I'm like, "No, I don't want. I don't want to be tweezed." Really? Yeah. So when those oh, girls I, came up and they first said, "See, look," were you like, "Yeah, they're checking out my eyebrows." A little bit, but then uh, I was like, it, it went was, south." It was confusing because I was like, "What does this mean? What does it really uh, mean?" And I was being teased. When I and when I say really. I just mean because I would not have the guts to tell someone that. Someone could be like, you're an extra in this movie and we need you to have a mohawk. And I'd be like, awesome. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Do you like me? That'll make me likable. And then in my, in, in my notes, in the Screen Extra Guild, I don't know if that even still exists, they'll be like, very agreeable. And then they'll give me more extra jobs. <laughs> that would be me. So anyway... The last week of eighth grade, the cool girls decided to destroy their... Oh, because the last week of eighth grade, you got free dress, so you didn't have to wear your uniform. So the cool girls decided to dest- like cut up their skirts and, uh, I don't know, asked if I wanted to join in or I don't know how I did it too. I ended up like, you know, making a few little, little slices into my skirt. Um, and then the school got very angry. Because, I don't know, we were defacing their plaid. I have no idea. And we all got in trouble. But I remember the coolest boy in school laughing to the other cool, like pointing at me and being like, that's the one that cracks me up the most. (laughs) And that's what I mean by like, I I couldn't win either way. Oh, brutal. I hope he's miserable. This is tough. I can give you, I can pretty much guarantee he is. I should look him up on Facebook. Everyone I've ever looked up that was mean to me in high school. It's like a sad case now. It's very bad. I peaked ninth grade and then it was all downhill. Like eighth and ninth grade were great. I was popular. I was like totally in the in crowd. I was cheerleader. Super awesome. Were you mean? Yeah. Mm. And then I quit cheerleading because I had this like epiphany one day when I was like, wait, I don't like who I am. I'm mean. That's so young to have that epiphany. I know. And shut your dirty mouth. (laughs) And I thought I need to get better grades because I definitely want to go to college. Not here. I was in Utah. And I like changed everything and quit cheerleading. And none of my friends talked to me after that. Really? I lost them all. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? That was tough. It was a surprise. But then I was like, why is this a surprise? I hung out with these people the last two years. I know what it's like. So then did you start over with um, 
unpopular large brunettes <laughs> honestly i just kind of didn't have like a group of friends after that i just like would float around and hang out with those people sometimes and like i had i went to a couple of school dances and it was like i never had the same group of friends in all my dance pictures mm-hmm. you know how like certain kids you go back in high school and be like oh those were clearly your friends i don't have like that picture memory You're right gypsy, yeah yeah i was gypsy. i was do you feel like the stuff that we're talking about affects you. Um, like, do you carry that into your adulthood at all? Because for a long time, I, I mean, it's so, uh, it's not cool to admit this. Um, but for a long time, I felt like that stuff followed me in terms of my always being worried that, like, whenever I would have a group of friends, like, well, this could all go away. Yeah. I don't ever feel that anymore. I would say mm-hmm. that it that fear left. You don't me have any friends now, so everybody <laughs> knows nothing to lose. Perfect um, defense mechanism. Yeah. Uh-huh. That fear left me at a certain point. Right. But it definitely followed me to college. I had a little bit of my chip a little bit of my chip. I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder about like not having a solid group of friends for a little while and then I let that one go but then I always worried that I could slip into being a mean girl again Mm. and so I was always overly cautious about that do you think you could still I do think so it's inside you I do I I think so too just kidding we should (laughs) and girls named Jenna are like notoriously mean girls I feel like that's probably true Mm -hmm. what what would it take to bring that out (laughs) (laughs) I think another mean girl I just that's what I think possibly sure yeah someone to impress no, just like no, a cool if, mean girl that you click with, and then yeah. you're like, right, we're going to be mean together. Suddenly, super <laughs> easy to like talk about people and well, wait, are you we, know, be judgmental or something. I don't know. Is that what we're calling being mean girls, or do you actually have to act mean towards someone? Because it has, I haven't done it in a while, but I'm sure that if I met the right person, I could sit there and gossip and be petty with them. Mm. But I'd be real faked in real life to someone else. To me, a mean girl, it's, it isn't even necessarily mean. It's more just like we talk about how we're pretty and we use lotion <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah, Jenna uses lotion. I do. Yeah. You guys, it's all adding up. Once a mean girl, always a mean girl. I don't think <laughs> no, I was I'm like the meanest of the mean girls, I have to say. I did have limits to my meanness, but I definitely had the tendency, you know? Mm. Hmm. You know how there's that yeah. skinny girl brand? There should be like a mean girl brand of lotion. Yes. Ooh. What would it smell a good like? Idea. It would Million smell dollar good. idea. Yeah, it would smell real good. One. Of, so I have. Um, I have three nieces, but one, one of my brothers has two daughters, and they're a couple years apart. Mm-hmm. And the youngest one is. I've never seen her be anything other than adorable. However, I see this potential for being the most popular mean girl in school because I'm. I mean, she's like when she was four. I was looking at her one day, and I'm like, I'm a little intimidated by her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She I, just she looks so cool in her hoodie. She's got an air about her like she don't give a fuck. Yeah, sometimes I look at my nephew, and I'm like, you would never make eye contact with me. If we were the same age, <laughs> right? Okay, so we've decided twelve, thirteen is the yeah. worst age. Matt Groening in School Is Hell, you know that mm-hmm. uh, strip, said that uh, middle school is exists to keep the kids that age. Uh, away from the kids that are younger than them who they would beat and away from the kids that are older than them who would give them the beatings they so richly deserve. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you were 16 when you had your awful skiing experience. That's me. So yes. Daniel agreed to go skiing even though he was um, worried about coming back. Not into in it. In a cast. 
but it turned out fine. It went yeah. really well. Yeah. I learned to ski, sort of. Yeah. My goal by the end of the trip was to be able to do a green. Yeah, green. And that was the last thing we did was a green. Well, well you also good. did... So green is the beginner run. You also mm-hmm. did on the bunny hill. Those are green as well. They're just more. Those are they actually grade those? I believe they do. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I did those. Yeah. Right. Makes people was, feel better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a green bunny. Well, we were. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. Like it really turns out that the answer is to get pri- to get lessons. <laughs> um, it's amazing how much more there is to skiing than just hey snowplow, just snowplow. No, no. After you fall, no. You're supposed to snowplow. There's more to it than that. Yeah, there's um, there's, there's so much more. Mm-hmm. I'm um, a little bit inspired because I've never been skiing and I'm really scared of skiing. So I'm just like, okay, the seed has been planted. That just it's make sure if you yeah. go, do you take a lesson? Take right, a and you'll be lesson. fine. A private lesson too, yeah. not a group lesson. Right, I would definitely have to do it right because I don't mm-hmm. even know how to swim or ride a bike. So this would be a big deal. This is like 35. I years think you probably. Of me be good at it i think the taller you are the harder it is because so much of it has to do with like getting low and getting you know distributing your weight and like kids are amazing mm-hmm. that you know you'll see these little kids zipping around stopping on a dime and uh the bigger people were just falling everywhere so yeah wait but you don't swim or ride a bike no I I like I I wasn't really raised. I was watched. <laughs> so like I didn't learn a lot of stuff. And I was really a, a huge scary cat and I think at a certain point my parents like we give like we put in a little effort and we just can't keep trying. Aren't, didn't you dance though? I did dance. Yeah. So I had that I have that going for me for skiing. Maybe That's not balance. Easy. Yeah. Well, but yeah. Do you ever dance wasn't scary. Like swimming and bike riding are scary, so I didn't do those things. Are you ever tempted to try these days? Um I'll think about it, but then I'll just, that thought will disappear and I'll keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I took a lesson as well. And when we were signing up for it, it had been since I was a kid um, that I'd been skiing. So when they asked me what level I was, I said beginner and they said beginner one or two. And I was like, everything, did you notice yeah, how, how you frequently, but did you notice how frequently people would give measurements or numbers and there was no frame of reference. Yeah, like, I don't know. Because at one point he's like, you're like a level five. And I'm like, but how many are there? And he's like, well, about nine. Like, this <laughs> yeah. means nothing to me. <laughs> um, but so yeah. anyway, I thought I was going to be super duper beginner because I'm not, you know, an incredibly athletic person and I figured that my skills had probably just atrophied and that Daniel and I are probably the same level. Well, <laughs> turns out I'm God's gift to the slopes. Oh, yeah. I was... Um, it's because you're petite. <laughs> that must be <laughs> compared to the mountain I am. That must be it. Um, no, I was surprised at. I mean, I'm exaggerating. Obviously, I'm not God's gift to the slopes. You but are. Honey. I was so Don't much be better than I remembered, and I was having all sorts of self-aggrandizing thoughts about why why this is happening. What's different? Anyway, long story short skis themselves have changed since yes. i was a kid that was a big part of it two that big is, things i think that's why all of a sudden i was so much better yeah two big things that were that made a difference for me were getting boots that fit and by fit i mean when you're leaning forward in the boots your toes aren't touching the front of the boot because the pain because all your weight is on your on your toes 
And by the end of that day, my my toes were bloody. But this time, I didn't have it. And then also, the skis weren't as long, and it's easier yeah, to control the skis now. Parabolic, so they're right. shorter and they're rounder. Um, mm-hmm. Is it fun? It's really fun. I think, and I'm I'm a fearful non-athletic, hell yeah, petite person. So, um, so if I like it, you know, it's it's uh, a fun that is attainable. It you kind of feel. It's very liberating, and you feel sort of like you're flying. <laughs> well, um, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, <laughs> you don't feel like you're gonna sunny bono it up. And I no, although when I do, yeah. Sure. Another new thing um, since I was a kid and learned is that now they a lot of people wear helmets, and I turned down the helmet, and then I wondered if that was a mistake. I mean, it, it turned out okay. I probably should have worn a helmet. Maybe we should have been wearing helmets. For me, for me, I got to this point where I'm now able to turn one direction under with a fair amount of control. And then the other direction, it's about 50-50 where I'll either be able to turn and head across the hill or I just start heading straight down the hill 100 miles an hour. But the good thing is <laughs> I have good balance and I figured out naturally how to do a hockey stop. Is that what they call it? Yeah. So I'm able to kind of stop. But there's definitely a, a number of times when I was heading down the hill where I'm like, I might die in a half a second. Like, what? It's, this <laughs> is not fun to me. Yeah. I took you on a hill that I think might, it, it, I yeah, felt so like the, it was a mistake. As we were getting onto the lift and somehow one of your skis came undone. Well, let's back up. <laughs> okay. So the whole, so for a day and a half, I had only skied th- with the children in the on the bunny <laughs> hill and the other uncoordinated beginner adults. And... I got to the point where I, okay, I can sort of do this. And um, it was like we had half a day. Well, we had a couple hours left. Mm-hmm. And we had not skied together. Right. Really. And so so we're like, oh, let's go up to the top of the mountain. And there's a green run. Let's die together. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I had sort of done one that was green-ish. The first, the first yeah. Bunny Hill one. So I was like, all right. And uh, did not realize how long i mean you're on that ski lift and it's just like going on and and i'm looking down at the slopes and they look hard Mm. and i remember at one point just thinking like you fucking bitch (laughs) like you what are you doing to me so i was thinking that like i I was wondering maybe if you could just ride the lift back it, I was legitimately terrified because as I was getting Doesn't on to the second fun? lift, oh, my <laughs> my ski. Well, okay. So when you get on a lift, um, the chair comes around and then you have to get behind it and, and scooch up and then the chair oh. comes and gets you. This is actually the lift. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Is the part that scares me most. Yeah. Okay, go oh, ahead. Well, totally freaks right? me out. I feel yeah. like I, I, hear I just that. feel like I'm going to get knocked off and killed. Yes. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of approaching the line. There's no one there because it's the end of the day and Allison's like, zip, zip, zip. Going and I'm like, hey, hang on, you know, because I wasn't quite there yet, and and, and I'm like rushing up, and my foot, so bad, c- catches the snow, <laughs> and as I'm going up, I lose my ski. So he's peekaboo Rosen over here. <laughs> just leave yeah. I didn't behind. mean to. Well, there's sort of an. Uh, I get a little tense about two people getting in the spot where the chair comes around. So I'm like, I gotta get there. I gotta get there. <laughs> I know. I feel bad. Good. So. <laughs> They stopped the lift. Thankfully, we weren't far enough. He hands me the ski, but of course, it's impossible to put the ski on when while you're, you're sitting while on you're a sitting chair there. dangling. You have to apply your full weight, really. Mm. So I'm holding this thing, 
<laughs> as we're going uh, the lo- this long like long uh, thing and we're ha- we're having this conversation about halfway up where it's like maybe you can take the lift back down or maybe there's some other way to get down the hill other than skiing because you're not ready for it. And, and, al- and also trying to strategize. Now, when we get to the top, how do we communicate that you only have one ski on? Yeah. Because oh, yeah, you're to supposed get off. to ski yeah. off it. Like it's, and it's this whole thing where Ugh. it's like, once you get there, it's like, okay, go. And you're supposed to like stand up and then go down the thing. <laughs> and I was like imagining myself trying to balance on one ski, like skiing down the thing. I just didn't know. But then I pointed out, well, the good news is you probably have more con- control when you're on one ski and one boot. It's possible, actually. So I, we get up walking. there and thankfully he stopped the lift. And I You're got like, hey, I have one ski. And he gave you a thumbs up. Yeah. He, oh. And they were totally cool about it. And so then we go down and I look at the first uh, like hill, hill slope, and run. it was steeper than anything I'd ever been on. And I was just like, fuck. I'm like, see at the bottom. Yeah. It <laughs> I was did just, not do that. It was like, and then, of course, the first turn, I would completely wipe out. And I'm just thinking like, oh, God, here we go. But then it got better. After that, I was actually able to figure it out a bit. So awesome. that was good. Yeah. So I it worked f- out I really like well. If we go again, yeah. we'll be able to ski together and it more. Was, and it's, it was long enough. That it being long was a good thing because um, – it actually gave me a lot more time to practice so that by the time I got to the bottom, I felt fairly confident. Like I felt like I was at where I wanted to be, which was cool. So well, there you go. And then yeah. we drove back and it took 10 hours. It was so long. <sighs> it took us a little under seven on the way there. Vegas traffic. Then it took us 10 on Did the way back. Did you guys make any so fun fast food stops? <laughs> we... Uh, Where did we stop? We Taco stopped at the like little quick mart so I could use the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and also Walmart where I bought some string mm-hmm. cheese. So no, I'd say no, there was not really any fun. Uh, I kind of had this thought like, if we don't stop, we'll get there sooner, but it <laughs> makes no difference. No. You just get stuck in that traffic. Is string cheese code for tampons? <laughs> <laughs> no, I but. bought string cheese and... um. And tampons. Oh. They're similar, though. Good thing I did not confuse them. <laughs> so uh, we, I began playing a game with myself when I was skiing by myself because riding the lift by myself, I was getting nervous about that because I would be on the lift and I would think... It's terrifying on the lift because there's nothing... You're way up and there's nothing holding you in. You're not that high up, though. Believe me, my brain <laughs> wondered what happens... And I also wondered what happens if you fall. If you fell, that would be, it would be not fun. It would be not fun. Definitely. But I think you'd live. Oh, you definitely live, but it depends on how much snow there is. Right. And And how recent it is. If it's like, yeah, fake snow, then you can like break a leg. So Esther, you definitely have to go (laughs) skiing. I mean, I am so (laughs) Doesn't it sound awesome? It's not happening What you need to do is go to um, a ski resort that has the bars that go over the top. Some of them do. Yeah. Yeah. But no one puts them down for some reason. And where they let you ride it back down the hill. (laughs) (laughs) So understand this. So I was like on the lift by myself thinking, what if I suddenly get the uncontrollable urge to hurl myself off of it, yeah. you know, as one does? And then, like, how can I be sure I won't? Maybe I should grip the thing. But what if in, like, grip the back of the chair? But what right. if in the course of gripping the back of the chair, that throws me off of the chair? Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Think about, do the alphabet, and come up with a fruit for each letter. I just want to not throw up. That's what, yeah. yeah. My thought was, and I will throw myself off, it was... 
I'm going to pull my iPhone out of my pocket and then drop it. Oh, I had a no phone <laughs> rule. You know, like I'm going to yeah. – I won't be able to control myself. I'll have to take a picture and then I'll drop it and then it'll – or, you know, or I'll like push my wife off and then collect the, you know, insurance. <laughs> I didn't know you took out a policy on me. Uh <laughs> Guys, this sounds awful. I know. I know. So it People was fun, People pay though. to do this. It's fun. Be, it's fun. It's fun. There's just not very many things in a grocery store that start with K. I kept getting hung oh. up on K. So I started with fruit. And then I'm like, <laughs> fruit or produce. And then I, finally I thought of kale. Okay. And Daniel thought of ketchup. Because then I just expanded to you anything. You think of I is the one that you Anything in a grocery store. I is also challenging. Daniel came up with ice cream. Because we oh. also played this in the car on the way home. Mm-hmm. That's a fun game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fairly fun and it kind of quiets your mind. Can you think of any K's and I's? For I, I was going to ask if iodized salt counted. Sure, I, we, I would allow that. Yeah, thank you. That's so good. then, another thing I thought of on the lift, um, I was thinking about something. By the way, this is going to appear to have the structure of a game, but there's no winners, and it's not a game. Um, it's just a fun thought experiment. I was thinking about something, and I, and I was thinking a little is good, but a lot is well. And then I was thinking, I wonder how everyone on the Thursday show would like. If they were to fill in that blank, what they would say. So let's just do it. And then I'll tell you what mine was. It really could be anything. So a little Here's, is good. A little is good, but a lot is, oh. Is that the blank? <laughs> uh, no, the blank is what is this? What oh. to you? What, how would you feel? How would hmm. you? What to you does that qualify as? Hmm. Really can be anything. It can okay. be anything. It's just, a, it's just curious. I'm just curious to see how everyone's mind works. Hmm. It could also be a little is good. But too much is not good. That would be another way to put yes, it. Yes, another way to yeah. phrase this. I have an answer. Okay. Does everyone have their answer? No. But yeah. go ahead. Okay. So Jeff and Esther had no, I want everyone should have theirs before yeah. we okay. before we reveal. <laughs> Listeners, Let's you see. also a little is good, but too much is not good. Sort of like match game, but again, there are no winners. Huh. <laughs> I got one. I'm good. Okay. okay, Daniel. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeff. What do you say? Krispy Kreme. Oh, Great interesting. Answer. Good answer. Okay. Um, white chocolate. Interesting. Okay, so far, um, I would disagree with yours, Daniel. Um, but you're wrong. I didn't know that. Now it doesn't have to all be food. It's interesting that everyone did food. It's just easier to think of okay. food. Okay. Oh, that's Alan? what I was going to ask. If it had to be food, no, it can be because I have like for me, it's like heat. Yes. Like I like Ooh, a little bit answer. of warmth, but as soon as it's like north of 90, I like lose my mind. I oh, hate, yeah. I hate, I hate it. I have another yeah. answer. Well, it's not your second turn yet. <laughs> Are we going to go around again? <laughs> uh, we can. We're just going to come back to you. Good. Okay, Jenna. Fiber. Oh, that's <laughs> smart. <laughs> that is true. Right? Absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. That can get real serious real fast. Mm-hmm. 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 My Someone I know once referred to a situation she had as brand poisoning. <laughs> I've yes. had brand poisoning. Okay, and Esther? Mine was like really high percentage dark chocolate. Oh, mm. like we square mm. is amazing. The and person then- who sits there has to have issues with high percentage dark yes, chocolate. Yes, uh, Greg <laughs> has talked about <laughs> finding the line where the percent cacao is too much. Kapow. Oh, what does he say? I like 98% is like, or no, I'm sorry, 88%. That's as high as you go? That's as high as I can find. I want to oh. try 99, Where but I can't we find, find it. We, we found, found it at um, 
Is it Whole Foods? At a like, tiny mom and pop store called World Market. <laughs> Cost Plus World Market. It was 99%? I don't know if it was 99, but it was something. It was the highest we'd ever seen. It was really high. But what did he say? It was too bitter or too soapy? Too bitter. Yeah. yeah. Well, mine. Oh, sorry. What's your second one, Dan? Target. Go ahead. A little bit of Target is good? <laughs> yeah. I always think, oh, we're going to go to Target like every once every five months and then it's like and then it's like, this, oh fuck get me out of here honestly i don't know if it's <laughs> yeah. the hollywood target but yeah. <laughs> after being in there for two minutes i'm ready to leave right little is okay mine was yellow mustard because i was thinking like mm. a tiny bit of yellow mustard is actually or a little bit is good but too much is very like oh that's good i would mm. almost I come know. back I at love you mustard. with mayo for that as well mm. i would say mayo as well yeah. i like mustard but i was thinking specifically of yellow mustard yeah speaking of I mayo think you can get too much yellow mustard mm-hmm. yeah we had some authentic <gasps> fry sauce fry sauce so nice. good right in utah <laughs> yeah, good. what is it though is because it's, it's just ketchup and like mustard ketchup, right? and ma- ketchup mayonnaise and then mayonnaise. some of them add um did i say ketchup and mayonnaise Sorry, yes. i got that yes, right okay yeah. uh and then some of them add dill Oh, and Ooh, a couple other things occasionally. I yeah, I love combining the sauces to make oh, like yeah. an ultimate sauce. Yeah, fried yeah. sauce Super is sauce. like what the would best. be like the ultimate combined sauce. Well, there's one like a honey barbecue mustard thing. That's is, I like that. That yeah, that sounds good. There's yeah. a burger place that does that. They bring give you that with the ketchup, and it's just like. In terms of your your ratio of mustard to barbecue sauce, how do you like it? More mustard I, to barbecue? I sauce? I think or? it's more barbecue yeah. to mustard. The mustard is just like a hint. Mm. Good stuff. That's me. So my ski instructor said um, a few things that I couldn't stop thinking about. Instead of behind, he talked about having one of your knees tucked behind the other one. No. <laughs> wait. When you're he going really? across the mountain. Wait, wait, wait. Was he wearing a tri-corner hat? <laughs> when are no. you supposed to tuck a knee behind the it's, knee? It's advanced stuff, honey. Jesus you're not there Christ. yet. You're not a five. <laughs> you wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah. Wait, there's, wait till you ascend to level five of oh nine. Lord. This is like Scientology. <laughs> I don't even, I I wasn't even at the tucking one knee behind the other. But is I that think to it's, turn? No, it's when, it's when you're going across the mountain with your skis parallel. The you mountain? Want, yeah, you want your downhill ski to be a little bit behind your front one so you sort of have your knee tucked behind. Is um, it easier to turn then? It, no. it helps you kind of drive a lot of leverage to help kind of drive into the mountain. Are you like level eight or nine? We haven't I, even asked. I went skiing every week in college. You are? Yeah. You might be level 11. Yeah, and then I tried snowboarding and I hated it. You've just been sitting here well, listen, put, I, being I'm not so quietly so judging quiet you. Now. <laughs> I'm not just going to like sit, you know, jump in here like, oh, you want a ski trip? Well, I went every week. So, how was your ski trip? You know? well, if you said it that way, <laughs> just say, that's that's, that's how, how I. That's how Al hears himself. <laughs> that's how I would say it. Do so you anyway, still? We ski? have a lot to talk about. No, Al. I haven't gone in uh, like six or seven years. Mm. But like, it, I went to Boise State for my undergrad. And, Boise, it's uh, not Boise. Yeah, I mean, just so people know. But uh, <laughs> there's like a ski resort that's like 20 minutes away, oh. so you can just jump right up the mountain. Nice. And I would just do night skiing. We need uh, this. The audience doesn't care about this, but we need to talk about how. Um, you know, you put your weight on your feet and stuff. Exciting things like that. Hubba hubba. I mean, I, I'm no, just not assuming. Here. They, they yeah. don't care. But <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I'm like kind of fantasizing about this like ski trip where I don't ski. Like where I just drink hot chocolate and like sit <laughs> yes. by a fire. Well, my don't ski instructor would... Yeah, go ahead. Brian had Utah for that. Okay. Because oh, there's yeah, nothing the to do except for... Um, for skiing there mm-hmm. but i know next time we go we want to go somewhere that that has all of that happening there my ski instructor 
her husband doesn't ski. And I just thought that was the craziest thing. And she said, yeah, he'll, he'll just sit in the lodge and read. Yeah, that's me. That's you. Yeah. So can I tell you the other thing, though, that he said um, behind, besides behind and across? Because this is the best one. Uh, we were riding the, a lift with another person. All of a sudden, another person got on the chair, and they knew each other. Maybe she was another instructor. And they were talking about how um, because it was hotter than expected, the snow was getting a little bit like soft or warm. And he said, I think she said, yeah, the, the snow is getting a little sto- soft. Because of the sun, and he said, "Yeah, it's beginning to percolate." <laughs> oh, now, wow! What's what? <laughs> what does that mean? Percolate? Isn't that something that like Danny says in Greece? Like I'm percolating or something <laughs> like that. Is that well, I think the word grease lightning. Percolate. I don't know. <laughs> Unless there is a word called percolate. Where do you think he was from? Utah. He was from right here. He was was native. That's some weird Utah accent that I haven't heard. That's some southern Utah action happening because I'm this uh, behind. (laughs) I've never heard that. Learnt. Across. Across. All right. That's it. If anyone knows what percolate means in this context. Percolate. Do tell. Weird. Like the sun is beginning to go get down through the snow. I don't know. That does sound like something a Utah would say, actually. I think he means well, yeah, because then it doesn't make sense if it's percolate. It definitely didn't make sense. Percolate to me call. always implies up. It's like a coffee percolator kind right. of percolates I think up. He but might, maybe he means the water, the snow is melting on the top and the water is melting down through the oh. snow. Oh. Can you call him and just be like, what's your deal, man? <laughs> where, where are you from? <laughs> I should. Yeah. I should have asked for for uh, definitions of these words. Should ask him for a cell phone t- number. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our ski trip. And now we're back. Uh, and if we ever go, we're never, ever go again. We're never driving back that way on Sunday mm-hmm. ever again. Oh, okay. But here, some serious gal chat is about to happen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I want to apologize to the men right now. And uh, I say no apologies. Okay, I'm not really apologizing. <laughs> I'm just saying it's about to get gross. break it down. And uh, I need to talk about, about me. Car ride home, got my period, really needed to pee. Like, Brutal. really, really, really needed to pee around every hour. Oh, are you going to talk about that? <laughs> I need to find out how yeah. other women handle it. So anyway, really need to pee. Get, sit down in the bathroom. Go to pull my tampon out because I like to take the tampon out before I pee so as to not be touching a wet tampon string. However, as I did this, it was as if I uncorked something, but because I was leaning back, like when you pull a tampon out, you're not in this exact same position. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everyone looks uncomfortable except for the ladies, and I recognize that. It'll be over soon. It'll be over soon. We're just in another place. Go do ABC. Do the alphabet for fruit. Mm -hmm. Um, Iceberg lettuce. (laughs) Yeah. So you're in a slightly different position. However, a thing happened to me, which I realize 
happens every single time I do this, which is somehow in the course of pulling out the tampon, that like makes my bladder just go. And then suddenly the urine arcs over the toilet seat, splashes onto my underwear and the floor. <laughs> I, I, has this ever happened to you? Because it, this has, has never not happened to Al, me. Al, has that happened to you? I, are, is it possible that like you're, you're on a road trip, you just waited too long to go pee? I always wait too I long. I think it's when you ascend in the altitude, there's more pressure because the air gets No, thinner. I'm saying this happens like every time, every single time. In fact, for the rest of this period, <laughs> we came back yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I now have been deliberately, consciously peeing first, removing the tampon later, even though I find that to be gross, but I'm trying to avoid peeing all over my underwear and the floor. I don't mind peeing and then pulling out a tampon. Really? Also, I don't necessarily use tampons. It's more of like, do I have to work out or wear like tight clothes? Really? Yeah. Well, you don't swim or ride a bike, which are two of the key, key <laughs> tampon box activities. Yeah. I I just bought those underwear that they're like diapers and I wear, I'm trying those out. <laughs> How is that going? Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is, this is really going deep, Gaucho. They're not good for like day one. But day five, you're good. I bled through my pants at Era One. Um, so. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I was I like that. people that love me. Air One is a super crunchy health food store. Yeah. I still feel like if it's going to happen, oh, that's I didn't an okay. know. I didn't know what that was. Yeah, yeah. It's almost though like less crunchy and more just like Hollywood. It's kind of like a Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's not the right place to bleed through your period diaper. It's not my first choice, but not my last choice. Believe it or not. So I was in. I was okay. Um. But yeah, the wet tampon string is not a problem for me. I think it's fine. Okay. Do you not? Do, are you fully? tampon yes i if um i have complicated the my own and other people's lives over my refusal to wear pads why i can't stand them i hate them jenna i do both really Mm -hmm. look at you guys all well adjusted i feel Mm -hmm. like it's bad for you to just do tampons not to tampon shame but i just can't stand i was thinking about it i don't know if anyone's going to relate to this you know who will relate to this Bert Kreischer's daughter because she has this same issue. I was, as we were driving on the car ride that would never end, sitting there, slightly urine-soaked underwear, (laughs) feeling miserable, (laughs) thinking, why didn't I think of kale? That was so obvious. I was thinking, hell to me would be being in a car wearing a tampon and a pad, jeans that are a little bit too tight, mm-hmm. a crisp white shirt. This is my nightmare. With a describing. sweater over it and a, a padded, uncomfortable bra. And then having to sit there for hours. Like to me, that would, that is my waterboarding. All the, oh, and like probably like a, like the seam of your sock is in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. And you're and missing like a pair of spanks on top of yes, all of that. Yes, all of that. Mm-hmm. But something about, but, but actually what set me off the most, cause I added the tampon and the pad and the jeans and all that, that was just gilding the lily. The, the thing that I was like, oh, I, that, that would drive me insane would be, the crisp white shirt. Oh, tuck Why? into your underwear. Mm. I don't know. Because some people actually like will tuck their shirt into their underwear. Under Like oh, just all this uh, what layers is, pulling. What is it about the crisp white shirt? The crisp white shirt under a sweater 
against a bra. I don't know. I think it has to do with like not being a petite person. Um, something about layers not sitting perfectly smoothly makes me want to kill someone. It's a thing. Yeah, no, that I have. <laughs> that does sound awful. I feel like I'm always very conscious when I'm getting dressed, like loose, the right layers. It's always my like uniform is loose jeans like non nothing is fitted and then like a t-shirt and a sweatshirt and then i know like i can do anything today yeah. and i'll be comfortable so i hear that fear do you ever find yourself in situations where you need to layer stiff clothing Mm-mm. no yeah but i would lucky. be in a bad mood if i did i don't understand people who do it like i'll look at people and i'll be like i can tell there's a blousy crisp shirt under there under that crew neck wool sweater how yeah. are you not angry yeah and yet you like the facts of life <laughs> true yeah that's all I they know. did was I know. wear they wore giant oversized sweater vests do you think yeah. that traumatized you yeah it may have and you know those things were polyester and nylon it was the I 70s know. oh my goodness i i did something similar to gal chat today oh i oh was dear. i had one of our awful travel mugs that somehow you brought into my life okay and i mean by the way if you're gonna have a travel mug make sure the lid goes on tight these like cheap ass travel mugs where they just pop on and then you take a sip and it just dribbles down your face like you're an infant i think i would have i think i've warned you not to use those well okay (laughs) i didn't didn't hear you anyway so i'm sitting there and i take a sip it dribbles but it dribbles just perfectly so that it dribbles right on my crotch so it looks like i peed my pants and you know This is like one of those things where you have that moment of fear where you're not sure if it's going to dry and be invisible (laughs) or if for the rest of the day you're going to have to like hold a notebook at your crotch. Um, But thank you for the um, warning. So how did it work out for you? Uh, I was furiously... Well, then that's the other part of it. I'm furiously drying my crotch, which if you're walking past my office, you just see this guy like rubbing his crotch. (laughs) You know, you don't necessarily see the napkin or why... And then, you know, you're called in HR. That reminds me of like a mean girl, mean kid thing that at, at a sleepover, uh, my friend that I would have sleepovers with, she had a twin brother, so it all would be like girls and guys, but it was not sexual at all. But one of the guys, we poured wa- do the thing where you pour water on their crotch and then wake them up. Hilarious. They, they peed. It's so mean. <laughs> one time I was on an airplane... And I was squatting to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and there was like a jolt of turbulence. Uh. And then I Mm. ended up like, it was like I peed myself, but I didn't. It was so bad. It's awful. Just a little bit. Nothing too horrible. But But still like, I'm trying my best here, you guys. Yeah. And you're in a trapped environment. Yeah. But at least on a plane, there's a lot of. There's not a lot of open sight lines. I feel like you could kind of fake your way around. I feel like on a plane, the crotch is very present. Real? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that how you Sliding through. There's a lot of faces face in level. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just get in here. <laughs> yeah, that, it, that was bad. Sometimes so. I'm like, how, like, the benefit of just having an extra pair of underwear in my purse at all times seems like oh. I should just do it. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to think. <laughs> okay. Be- so because I refuse to wear pads, I just have a bunch of tampons. <laughs> I am no stranger to needing another pair of underwear. Let's just say. <laughs> Things have changed a bit as I've gotten older, but uh, that's a whole longer separate story that I'm, is, is out Don't there. Don't act like you figured it out, though, because every... <laughs> 
every month she's like, oh my god, I have to get tampons. Like, <laughs> as though it's not gonna happen this it's month. The or first something. time, it's a surprise ever. every month that we have to go on an emergency run because you don't buy extra tampons. No, it's called. It feels like betting against against the efforts to get pregnant. <laughs> okay, well, there's an Amazon subscription thing. I know. I told you about. I've recently, <laughs> I've recently subscribed. Okay, Solving good. problems. Yeah. yeah. I will just say, having a lot of tampons makes it so much less stressful when the time comes. Yeah, tampons I can pads. see that. You're just like, I know, I got them. I, I look out for myself. Mm. It's weird. I have like six thousand cartons of false individual eyelashes, <laughs> but no tampons. But in- inevitably, every month, it's like I'm at the pharmacy t- texting you pictures of the tampon yeah, aisle so God that you can point you out the one it. that I have to get. This is insane. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so anyway, I used to always carry an extra pair of underwear with me. But when I went to college, my mom went insane and uh, decided she found out from some other mother that kids in college steal things. So you put your daughter's name in like everything of hers. Right. And she, including my underwear, and as she was doing it, I was like, mom, please don't. Like, if those get separated from me, I don't. Because these are not sexy underwear. These were like JCPenney big girl <laughs> underwear. Like, so I don't need those traced back to me. There was no getting through to her. Anyway, long, I told this on the crab feast, if you want the full version of this story. But long story short, came home to visit my friend Tim. Because we like to get together and uh, play guitar, either Lenny Kravitz or Blind Melon. I had the tablature in my guitar magazine. Fuck! <laughs> I had the hugest crush on Tim. Nothing was ever going to happen with him. I'm surprised he's married to a woman. But he had amazing hair, and <laughs> I was in love with him. So went over, played guitar, left. Realized I left my guitar player magazine there. Called... Got his mom on the, he lived at home. Got his mom on the phone and I said that I left something there <laughs> that I wanted to pick up because I wanted another opportunity to see him. Here's the long story short because there's so many just soul crushing levels to this. <laughs> Somehow my underwear was there. His mother found it. They assumed I hooked up with his younger brother and which I absolutely did not. Um, and that it was awful. How was, did your underwear? Well, and that's another thing. They thought that like they had fallen off my body through my jeans or something. I don't know. Um, but I think that sorry. I guess I I didn't close that loop. <laughs> the only thing I can figure out is the way that my underwear ended up there was they were stuffed into my purse, and I got something out of my purse, and like somehow the underwear jumped out. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I had done laundry and tracked it in through static cling. I don't know. Jailbreak. <laughs> You're rummaging around <laughs> looking for your vibrator and they fell out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looking for my my preparation H and my Vagisil and my old probably stained underwear with my name in it fell out and his mother found them and then I called and said that I left something and I to pick it up. Oh my god. Yeah, it was the th- when I got there oh when I got there, he handed me my magazine and he said now, this is a guy that I had a huge question on. He said, you really embarrassed me the other day. Oh, and I was like, what? He's like, that 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 joke you pulled or that thing, that prank <laughs> like or whatever, really embarrassed me. And I said, 
Listen, think how earnest is. I said, are you sure? Because I would never do anything to embarrass you because I love you. <laughs> I didn't say that Aww. part, but it's like, I would never do that. And he's like, um, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And I said, how do you know that I did this thing? And he's like, there was writing on it. So st- it took me forever to figure out what he was talking about because he refused to tell me. So I'm like, someone left a note on his car and pretended it was from me. Um, and then finally he said, go back to school and call me because it was too uncomfortable to talk about in person. <gasps> so I got back to school and I called him and it was the longest conversation. Finally, I said, can you just tell me the initials of what this item is? Because he wouldn't. And he said, P or L or U. And that's when I realized, and I'm like, okay, well, clearly you don't want to tell me I got to go. And he's like, wait, <laughs> like as the phone's like near, you're nearing the cradle. Wait, what do you think it is? And I'm like, I left my underwear there. And he's like, yes, and my mom found it. <sighs> oh my gosh. I, oh my goodness. I remember my friends walked in and there, and I was just sitting there catatonic, not speaking, which is what catatonic means. Um, and they're like, what's wrong? And I, I could really, I could barely speak for a long time. I was, it was one of the most mortifying things. Now I really wouldn't give a fuck. That's How actually old were you? the most amazingly horrifying, 19. horrifying way that that scenario could have played out of your mom <laughs> putting your name in your yeah. underwear against your better wishes. And then them falling yeah. out. Right? At oh, the guys yeah. that you're in love with. Yes. It's a movie. It's a and scene in a movie. And then calling and saying, I left something there. <laughs> and him, oh. If you guys got married, that would be heck of a meet cute. It really would. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So bad. When I was in college, my freshman year, it was like a month or two after I'd started. And all of my friends knew that I was like this Mormon girl. And I, I you know, was lived very different lifestyle, whatever. So they thought it was funny to, they thought it would be funny when my mom came to visit, they wrote on the whiteboard that I had on my door, hey, Jenna, you left your bra in my room last night. Uh. And his name was TJ. And so he signed it TJ. And my mom was like, what did you do last night? And it was very awkward for like 10 seconds until I was like, mom, are you kidding me? And I had to explain to her. But for like a split second, I thought like, oh my gosh, I'm so dead. I'm so dead. My mom sent me to New York City. <laughs> and this is what, you know, she's never going to trust me again. But it worked Was it out. actually hard to convince her to let you go to New York? Mm, actually, my dad was a little bit tougher to convince than my mom. My mom was kind of all for it. But my mm-hmm. dad was like, you know, living in New York isn't like vacationing in New York, right? That was his big what does that argument. Mean? Like, It's not easy. It's not this. Yeah. Vacation is like, oh, it's so fun. But it's a very different life. But I feel like my dad was always saying that to me. He was like. Like any, cause anytime, like, you know, when you're a kid, anywhere you go, you're like, I want to live here. Mm-hmm. I always did that. And he was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> I just want to take a vacation. How did he feel about you moving to LA? Uh, pretty not good when, cause I was dropping out of college for it, but now they're chill. No, and fine. now you tour and you stay in hotels everywhere. So it's like, you are always on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that's awful. I hate that. But yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I living in LA is a little bit like vacation. Palm trees, I don't know. When you grow up in Illinois, it's like there's sun and there's palm trees. It's a vacation. Speaking of college, one of my um, friends freshman year was from Chicago. And she, that's, I remember at the very beginning, because I took it for granted, having grown up in Southern California. But she was just like, aren't you always so happy to be in California? It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I intended to go much further, actually. But I couldn't well, leave like my Hawaii? underwear. 
Um, you guys, you know what's upsetting and frustrating? Adult acne and also teenage acne and also baby acne. You know, you're never excited to have acne happening on your face or wherever you're dealing with it. Um, and let's say you don't have time or time to get to the dermatologist or you don't have the money to uh, go to the dermatologist. Curology is here to uh, change your change your life. Um, they've revolutionized access to prescription skincare. Take five minutes to complete a profile at Curology.com and upload pictures of your skin. Get paired online with a licensed medical professional who will assess your skin and prescribe the right mix of acne-fighting ingredients for you, and your prescription is shipped straight to you. Today, my listeners can get their first month of customized prescription acne treatment free when they go to Curology.com and enter my code BESTFRIEND in the lower right-hand corner of your screen. You have nothing to lose that 30 full days on the path to clear skin free. That's Curology.com and my code, best friend. Okay. So Jeff, what's going on? I woke up. Well, as you can see, I'm not wearing my normal professional outfit. I'm no, actually wearing, wearing shorts. shorts today and no sport jacket. It's because I'm <laughs> running hot today. <laughs> Too angry for pants. Too angry to put pants on. I couldn't do it. I just woke up with a bug up my ass. Mm. And... Which is whatever. It's not the end of the world. But I just thought it was so interesting. And it just stuck with me all day. And I could not put my finger on why. Oh, that's the worst. No rhyme or reason. All day long bug up my ass. And just it made it worse that I couldn't figure out anything. I mean, I had a good weekend. I got out. I got some exercise. I got some stuff done around the house. I got a lot of projects finished. So it wasn't like I had a terrible weekend. Right. Just all day. I was just Mr. Poopy Pants. And there was no, there was nothing you could. I could not figure it out for the life of me. I hate that to me is mm-hmm. one of the most uncomfortable feelings when it's, you're all fired up and you can't figure out why. Yeah, it doesn't make that. any sense. Yeah. And it makes me trust other times that I'm grouchy less because <laughs> if I have no idea why I'm grouchy today, then other times when I think I'm legitimately grouchy, it's like, well, isn't that maybe just made up too? Right. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder how much of it is for well, me lately, especially I wonder like, how much of my mood is really just dictated by hormones? Right. And, and not because then, you're mad at your husband. <laughs> not, it's dictated by hormones and not, and, and then because I feel something, I find the thing to pin it on, right. but it wasn't that. I have a name. <laughs> um, so I am a firm believer of like all feelings are because of, you know, there's some reason that you're having the feeling, but Daniel, mm-hmm. you have said that you think feelings or, or a therapist says feelings are like weather. Lying. I feel like you're wrong. <laughs> oh, uh, no. He said mood is like the weather. Oh, that's what I meant. M- mood underlying everything else, sort of the baseline. But um, yeah, it, you know what? A lot of times it is just you're having a feeling and then you find something to justify the feeling or sometimes a, a emotion is triggered and you don't know what triggered it. I don't know. It's... Emotions are a weird thing that way. I don't have the answer, but I do know that um I do know that oftentimes if I'm feeling something really intensely and I don't know what it is, it's usually just cuz I haven't eaten or something like that. That's what I thought. And I ate and I thought, "Oh, I'll feel better or something." And just no, it's just hanging around all day just like a bad a, day. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's cool that like sometimes you wake up and you're just happy for no reason. Right. Well, that that is the funny <laughs> flip side, which is when that happens, it's because it's, it's awesome. <laughs> but when you wake up and you have a crappy day for no reason, it's like, this doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah. well, why do you accept that it makes sense when you have a good day? 
Yeah, I mean, for me, I found that mood, like, so my mood for the longest time, and by the longest time, I mean like 41 years, was um, always just sort of baseline, sort of depressed, or, you know, and I'd have to... It's what I fell in love with. Yeah, well, I would, (laughs) I learned ways of overcoming that, but it was always, I was always working against it, Mm -hmm. you know, so um, if things kind of weren't going great it was hard to it was hard to recover i would uh let things get to me more because it was it was always working against that mood um but actually it turned out it's just a it's just a serotonin thing and it's like i I, as soon as i started taking and i was taking a very low dose of a um was it sri suddenly it's like oh everything's great and i'm happy and and i'm able to recover from these things and um, so much of what I felt was authentic, an, an authentic feeling about the world was just because I was dealing with depression. Now, mm-hmm. you know, explain to me the difference between mood and feeling. It, they're very closely related. I think mood is almost like um, it's like beneath everything. It's the foundation of the house. Like that, the lens. that everything is built on and emotion is more of a uh it fluctuates more so it's more like uh the uh, it, I'm, I, I'm not a, i don't know the specifics about this but that's kind of how i understand it like mood you can't really will yourself out of but an emotion you can kind of steer out of a little easier can't you but for me i always feel like like when i'm feeling hormonal i can go like these are hormones this is not how i really feel like i i and kind and of you're con- convinced of that because totally. usually I have that hunch, but then I'm like, or maybe everything does suck. Oh, <laughs> see, I can totally, yeah, I can even. I'll say to Al sometimes, like, "Hey, I'm totally hormonal today. Like, I could cry out of nowhere. <laughs> I could be sweet. mad at you suddenly, and I, I know it's not how I really feel about you, or it's not like." And I'll no, like, it's good. Yeah. It's just a shot across the bow. Yeah, like, I hey, definitely warn them. Because <laughs> yeah. for me, I can sense like, okay, I everything is making me making me feel crazy or mad or upset when my usual demeanor is not that way. So for me, it's like right. I can usually call out like that's that has to be hormones because nothing major has shifted. <laughs> yeah. Right. Make it worse, Rob. <laughs> and, and it puts us in the fun position of both having to say, you know, that might be your hormones, but it's also very real, and I totally right. validate what you're feeling. <laughs> but um, one of the things I learned, because I was doing a bunch of research on uh, psychology and everything, is that um, emotion actually is the first thing that happens in terms of thought, and it's it kind of is a it's a if you were to if you were to chart the chain of a thought, it starts with an emotion, and then your brain, the frontal cortex sort of sells yourself on the emotion. Oh, and I, so so much of your thinking is about convincing yourself that your intellect wants what it wants when in fact you wanted it emotionally before you th- had the thought to want it, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I, just, I just saw a thing I was telling Allison about. It was a PBS special. I can't think of the name of it. But they did oh, a study yes. where, where yeah. it proved that people's emotions figured out a problem before their right. intellect did. Like it was some it was some it's computerized like the brain or the mind or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Was it frontline? No, it was some it was some sh- uh, series about the the human like in, like the the secret history of the brain or something like that. Something or, like yeah. that. Yeah, but they had a computerized game where the game was rigged against you and it was screwing you, but 
they charted how people reacted to it and their emotions actually showed your emotions knew you were getting screwed before your brain knew that you were screwed. Yeah, the, the way I, t- I think about it is it's, it's like your emotional life is a horse and your intellect is a rider on the horse and you can steer it. But if the horse wants to go somewhere mm-hmm. it wants to you're right. not it's going to go where it's going to go oh, like shit. like you're sort of at the mercy <laughs> of your emotions but you convince yourself because you you know that you're in control but it's actually you're just a propagandist selling yourself on the things that you want on a deeper level i have had the disturbing thought of like what if all the stuff i'm and i'm not currently in therapy but like what if all the stuff that i ever spend time in therapy trying to work through could have been solved if I just were to be taking a pill. Cause I've never taken antidepressants. I've always wondered if maybe like what, what if no one's ever suggested it to me except for you, Daniel, <laughs> um, <laughs> midazolam. Oh my God. Oh my God. If only, uh, yeah. And, and I don't want to do it now because I am trying to get pregnant, but I just always wonder, you know, I'm, I'm like my, religion is psychology and Mm -hmm. i believe so much that you can talk and think your way out of things or into them and yet maybe i yeah i'm looking at it wrong i don't think so i mean to a certain degree um but yeah i don't i i think that here's the thing though with 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 antidepressants at least in my experience and it's been very little experience uh, it hasn't. It doesn't change you fundamentally. It's not like you, you're you know, some other person. It just, for me, it meant that I could motivate and recover quicker. Right. So it was like, you know, a couple months before I started taking them, my mom was like, I was complaining, oh, I can't think of a single reason to do anything. And she's like, oh, but you know, you have a beautiful wife and you've got all this. And I'm like... And, you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't because nothing was, had any, and then I started taking them. It's like, oh, now suddenly I have all these creative projects I want to do. And, um, and it's just, yeah, it's like the motivation is there, just the will. It's like your will is unlocked a little bit, but you're not, I'm not a different person. Yeah. Not to split a hair, but the thing that I'm feeling today is it's very, it's very weird. Like I'm not in a, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not in a mood, but it's just. Every little thing today mm-hmm. drives me bananas. So, for example, the thing that always drives me bananas is, I don't know why, a printer jam. Oh, oh my God, that something. is. I know. That's. Yes. Uh, well, of course, they so did do unfair. that scene in uh, Office Air. So, I guess it is kind of universal. <laughs> but do you know that kind of thing where it's it's just a little thing, but it just sends you from zero to ten? Yeah. Like, just everything yes. all day has been doing that to me, and I have no idea why. Do you do you wonder though if maybe there's something that happened yesterday or a thought or you talk to somebody? Sometimes if I talk to certain people, I won't mention their names. Um, it, I'll find myself hours later just like, why am I so agitated? <laughs> you know, and then I go, oh yeah, I talked to that person. Maybe maybe you had a dream that you don't remember, <gasps> but it really like shook you up. Ooh, because I've had happens. dreams where I wake up ticked off. <laughs> Do you do that thing where you have a dream, like let's say you have a dream about Al and you're mm-hmm. pissed at him in the dream yes. and you wake up and you feel like he has yes. to answer for the shit yes. that happened Absolutely. in the dream? You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Where I'm that, just so yeah. mad and I have to like 
cool down and be like, why am I mad at you? This didn't really happen, but it felt so real. And I just want you to say sorry. (laughs) I had that this morning with my writing partner and like all day today, I was so mean to him and hard on him because of what he did in in my dream. What did he do in the dream? (laughs) He was just lazy and like messed up a meeting. (laughs) I know. And I was all day. I was like, I was so nasty to him. (laughs) Oh, well. Tell them your dream. Daniel. Oh, no one cares about my dream. Okay. Well, I love dreams. I want to hear. First of all, the first part of the dream I won't get into, but uh, I was inside uh, Better Call Saul, and it turns out, you might not know this, that Saul, um, as the show goes on, fights Batman, and there's a whole thing where we were breaking to a mansion. And Anyway, we ended up at this fashion show, <laughs> and it was like there were all these long tables with free uh, little boxes of cereal. And Allison was sitting on the lap of an ex-boyfriend who's <gasps> fondling her. Oh, my gosh. And uh, they were like, hey, don't be so uptight, man. Like, this is okay. We're just like, you know, we used to date, but it's no big deal. And I like got out this piece of paper. I'm like, oh, really? Well, then let's write all the things it's okay to do with an ex. And we, you were writing them out. And then I made you sign. I was going to make you sign it. <laughs> I didn't remember the contract part. Yeah, of it. I was I was drafting a contract, and but then I woke up and I looked over at you and I was like, "God damn!" <laughs> 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 yep, that's pretty much yeah. That's how it goes. With those yeah. kind of dreams. I've had those where Alan's left me, and I'm just like, "Right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> we had a baby. You cannot leave me now. <laughs> I'm not doing this." Yeah. The only time I'm woken up in the middle of the night is by being punched in the face. That's usually. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I love dreams, but I also, for that reason, I hate how they can affect me so much because I get really riled up emotionally. Yeah. But then do you ever wonder if it wasn't some, sorry, guys, some kind of um, like feeling that triggered the dream? I do, and I think it is. Mm-hmm. So I think like I've only had those dreams a couple times, and it was like right when we got pregnant, I had dreams that he was going to leave me. And, Which is normal. That's right. like common for people. And then babies. I think maybe after we got married, like the first little while too. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, you know, big life change. Sure, yeah. And yeah. With the pregnancy thing, I was so scared of being pregnant because I was like, it's going to ruin our relationship. That was like a huge fear of mm-hmm. mine. And it hasn't, but I was so scared about it that I think yeah. I started having dreams that like, it, that we had a bad relationship. Hanging out with Jennifer Aniston. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like that. <laughs> yeah. so I you're still mad. Yeah. I have a recurring dream where my parents are forcing me to go back to school and it's like, oh, sucks. Ooh. And it happens all <laughs> oh. the time. And I think that's because I dropped out of college and like must have some deep Does it feel fear. like an unresolved thing or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it the same dream? No, it's very similar, but there's always like some differences about mm. it. Yeah. How does it end usually? Um, usually with me being like, wait, I don't have to do this, but like maybe I want to or maybe I should. It's like, vaguely realizing that like it it doesn't have to be this way yeah i have two recurring dreams although not one of them not very much anymore but um i have a dream that usually it's on an airplane and i flush the toilet the one where jenna had her accident Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then all of a sudden the plane's like the the toilet backs up but it's clean it's always clean water but a lot of backing up toilets clean water and like then the water starts to rise in the plane um and i was just reading something that said that that is like un un 
uh, like you don't know what to do with all your negativity and your feelings. I was going to say unflushed toilet. <laughs> Could be that. Is it this? It's it's symbolic for an unflushed toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and then the other recurring one that I, this one I haven't had in a long time is um, that I have a date that night and I go to get dressed and I open my closet and it's just my clothes from third grade and then I'm like trying to find something to wear. Usually I end up wearing this outfit with matching pants and shirt that has stripes and balloons on it. <laughs> and then I go into the... In the like this balloons point, tied to it? No, no, no. On the, It was a print with oh, balloons. The balloon print. Okay. Then by this point, he's in the living room talking to my parents and I go into the bathroom and I close the door and half the door is not there. Uh, and I'm like, I hope he doesn't come down the hall. And then I can't... I'm trying to find my allergy pills. It's important on a date. And I can't, everything won't fit in my purse. And it's just by the time I'm finally ready, like it's just too late. It's all too late. I think it's because I was a late bloomer. I don't know. Do you guys have recurring symbols or dreams? I think Mm. so. I'll have the feeling in a dream like, oh, this is a dream I have a lot. But then it's not like I have a catalog of those dreams in my head. It's weird. So I think I do, but I don't remember. Maybe it's just the dream feels similar. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've dreamt this before. Right, yeah. right. You know, like know dream yeah, deja vu. But right. you can't like always remember or recollect right. them, yeah. I've had recently a recurring dream of fading a fading brake pedal in my car. Mm. <sighs> what does that ha- what happens when that happens? It's like I'm driving, it's always my big old station wagon and I'm driving it and it's that thing like when you get a when you have a, a bad master cylinder where you can still get brake pressure, but you push it and then it it just fades away and you have to keep pumping it. Mm. So I'm driving it and I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere that I can stop and it just keeps fading. And, and I just always oh, think man. I'm about to crash into something. But all of the dreams that I've had of that, I never crash into anything. I'm just going crazy for right. what seems like an hour. Oh, I also have the one where the steering wheel just breaks off in my hands. Whoa. Jeez. Oh. And, and I have ones where I'm trying to dial a phone and no matter what, oh, I can't I have get it one. to dial mm. because I'm hitting the wrong keys yep. and it just feels impossible. With yep. the advent of iPhones, it's even more difficult in my dreams. We were just talking about this recently. Can you read in your dreams? Because mm-hmm. Al was saying he can't. I've had and- multiple no. times where like, I've gone to read something and then in my mind or in the dream, I think I'm reading it, but I look back and go like, it didn't make any sense. They say you're not right. supposed to be able to, right, and that yeah. if you aren't sure if you're dreaming, to try to read something. For people right. who do lucid dreaming, like yeah. that's, I've never had really had that problem of like, am I dreaming or is this real? That sounds mm-hmm. terrifying. I've had that a couple of times where I thought yeah. I've woken up, so mm-hmm. where I thought, oh, I'm awake now, but I'm actually not awake. Right. And then when I really wake up, I'm like completely confused about what's happening. The worst. Mm-hmm. That does sound. It's really kind of scary. That sounds very scary and like a science fiction movie. Okay, let's do iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Allison Rosen is my spirit animal, <laughs> a gal from Book Brooklyn. I've been listening to Allison Rosen as your new best friend since September 2013, when I was commuting for close to an hour up to Columbia University Medical Center. For you non-New Yorkers, that is very, very upper Manhattan. Jenna, is that accurate? Correct. Okay, thank you. (laughs) This commute was the bane of my existence until I discovered this podcast, and I found myself laughing out loud by myself on the subway. I'm one of those people that texts LOL when I'm not actually laughing. But this podcast actually made me laugh out loud. I actually think the new Thursday gang is much more cohesive and fun 
than the last gang that used to be on the show. Although I do miss the debates about butter sandwiches. One time at a coffee cart in the city, I heard a woman order a bacon and butter sandwich and a coffee with 12 sugars. But I digress. <laughs> Allison, I am a therapist myself and just find that your Monday show interviews go to a level of vulnerability and depth based on your own ability to ask really good questions. Your mind thinks in a very psychological way, but you are able to convey this in a very human way. Thank you so much. Which is why your interviews are always very deep and people open up to you so easily. The rest of the gang, Jeff, Greg, Daniel, Alan, and Jenna, I love you guys. And the dynamics between you guys is the perfect match between getting along and, but also being able to make fun of each other, which is how friendships should be. I need to say one other thing. I have a huge crush on Greg Heller. Sad that he's not here to enjoy this. Mm. I think he has a depth to him that he doesn't show in an obvious way. But when I heard him talk about his sister's wedding, or when I hear him talk about his values in life, I seriously crush on him. Boner sandwich. <laughs> what was this guy's name again? This is a gal from Brooklyn. Gal. <laughs> Keep up the amazing work, you guys. I Both tried keeping fruit. this review succinct, but couldn't. Love you all. Thank oh. you so much for the very nice co- iTunes comment of the week and our excellent rendition of the comment. Excellent performance of the comment. Yeah. And brought it to life. Al has a crush on Greg, too. So I like totally to pretend. It. Yeah. I like to pretend that every week Al is just complimenting us. <laughs> I'm just typing. He just comes up with this. them. <laughs> you guys. Leave us a nice comment. Maybe we'll read it on the show in what is a very self-congratulatory segment. Um, <laughs> iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay, here's what here's what's going on. Esther has to get to the comedy store. True. But we have not done just mirror everyone. So I think we should let Esther go, take a quick break, come back and do just mirror everyone. Um that <clears throat> excuse me, that's what we should do. We're going to miss you, though. I feel so cared for, though, that you, like, are dismissing me. (laughs) Well, I I have been checking the time, because I don't want you to be late for your set, even though I do want you to be on the show more. That's so so nice of you to care for me. That's That's my love Did you hear the comment? That's who I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's just part of who I am. Um, Okay. Thank you so much for being on the show. This was awesome. Thanks for having me. I'd love to have you back on Weird Adults. I would love to come back. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Okay. Bye. 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 Okay. Let's do just me or everyone. But first, um, let's all plug ourselves and say where people can find us. And I um, completely forgot to ask Esther to do that. Uh, and I just said her name in a weird, halting way. Um, Esther. So, Esther. <laughs> yeah. Oh. When Esther is going across the it's mountain. Utah. <laughs> it's in my soul. In my soul. Um, but you can find Esther on Twitter. She's at little Esther. And listen to her podcast, Weird Adults. You can get that on iTunes. Okay. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me at Colonel Jeff Fox on the Twitter and the Facebook. <laughs> Daniel. I'm at Daniel Quats at Twitter and what and Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alan uh, at Alan Moss two A's two L's two S's on Twitter and Instagram. And Jenna, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jenna Kim Jones, or you can listen to my podcast. Sorry, not sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. Al is on it with me. We just talk about all kinds of fun stuff, and it is on iTunes and also my website, JennaKimJones.com dot com slash podcast. 
And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Uh, and email us, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F show at gmail.com. Okay, let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? It's Tabo, just me or everyone. Okay, Val Perkins says, I wish my pets a good day each day before I leave for work. Um, I do not actively wish Wendy a good day, but I hope she has a good day. <laughs> I feel like if I had a pet, I would totally be you that person. absolutely would do oh, okay. <laughs> Like how? Jenna and her mom, they treat, they treat party girl like that she has just full of personality, <laughs> she that she is. has preferences and this. And it's like, yes... But she's still a, just a pug dog that <laughs> likes to sleep and can't hear 23 and, can't and a half hours a yeah. day <laughs> and can't hear anything and I can hardly see. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say the one time that we moved into our house and I was so in love with the house that I would say buy house every time we drove off. Oh, That's yeah, what yeah, I you thought. used to do that. That's buy right. House. Buy house. Yeah. The, yeah. So definitely, Jenna, definitely. I would love to have an animal to talk to like that. <laughs> yes. I have a baby now who I talk to like that. But I feel like. That's Martin. Yeah, it's different. Well, eventually she'll be able to respond. Right, exactly. And even now she'll like cry at me, whereas a dog would just be like, I love you, you know? Wait, in what um, in what sense do you ascribe a personality and preferences to Party Girl that Alan thinks... Party, uh, party girl doesn't exist. like peas because it hurts her teeth. And she just <laughs> doesn't, she just doesn't like the taste. I'm like, no, she's a dog. Dogs don't like peas. Okay, that's why. You know? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? She didn't... How do you even know that? Like, yes, we will she, make stuff the up. The citrus of the oranges, it just, it doesn't party. go well. <laughs> you know what? It's true. I'm, this is, I, it's true. That it's she doesn't true. like citrus and oranges? Well, I don't know. I've never given party an orange. I feel like she probably would not like it, actually. No, she wouldn't. She we wouldn't, had, my dog. dog before party was Ebony, and Ebony was very particular about certain things. We would give, my mom used to give Ebony, she was a big black lab. Mm-hmm. My mom used to, when she wasn't feel, when Evie didn't feel well, and my mom felt like, oh, this dog food is so not, it's so boring. She doesn't want to eat her dog food. Let's get her a hamburger. So we'd go to Burger King and get her a Whopper or a Wendy's and get her a, like, I don't know, whatever, their sandwiches. No. Whichever one she likes. Yeah. yeah. And my Whichever mom would order it at. and um, she would eat it, but then she would eat everything except for the vegetables on the <laughs> burger. She would leave those. So, I mean, come on. She clearly had preferences. It does seem possible. Yeah, that's because dogs don't eat tomatoes. <laughs> and lettuce. She really hated the lettuce. It was like, get it out. So then my mom learned that and then ordered it without. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you're right. I would be that person. It's very endearing. It's very cute. I'm all for it. But I just <laughs> definitely you would, you know. Yeah. Which house did you say buy house to? Our the one we live in now. Oh, yeah. I could see, yeah, I could see the house getting under your skin. Oh yeah, I like it a lot. I yeah. love that. I know. I just love it. Very cute. Thank you. The kitchen's awesome too. Thank you. It's old school. <laughs> I like the covered patio. That's oh, what I yeah, love. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love hanging out out there. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff, do you wish your cats a good day? I don't wish them a good day, but I will say goodbye. I don't say, have a good day, because I know they're just going to sit home licking their butts all day, <laughs> which is great for them. A good day. That, that is, is a, a good, good day. day but them. I will yeah. say, all right, I'll see you guys later. 
Um, and my one cat actually does say hello to me when I come in. How? Uh-huh. He, he makes a hello noise. He goes, <laughs> he goes ah. He actually <laughs> says like, hello. Oh, you got to video that. What? Get that on the internet. I know. I could be internet famous. And then he ate seaweed snacks this weekend. I love mm. seaweed snacks. I love them too. Yeah. I was eating them and he started going crazy. And I said, all right, here, dummy, have one. And he you liked it. it? Yep. Wendy eats grass. Yeah. She eats grass a lot. And people are always like, it's because she needs to throw up. Nope. But we don't think so. We think she just likes grass. It, she's into yeah. grass. Dogs and cats eat grass, both of them. Yeah. Totally. But not lettuce. <laughs> not from Wendy's. Mm-mm. Oh, no way. No. She's like, I know all about that E. coli. <laughs> Lee Brun says, making my task list for the day, I always add one easy task so that I can at least scratch something off the list that night. Smart. That's a yeah. good idea. My, my brother-in-law does, like, he lives in Thailand, and he does a lot of motivational speaking and has written a whole lot of books. And one time he was giving me advice because I was saying, like, I just feel like I can never get anything done. And he said, make a list, and on days when... Make a list of everything you want to do, even if you feel like I'm not going to get anything done, and then do all the easy ones first because you'll realize like, oh my gosh, I can get stuff done. And you'll find that even though they were easy tasks, you could like trick yourself into being really motivated suddenly because mm-hmm. you're like, look how awesome I am. So I try to do that sometimes. Do you ever um, feel like he's too motivational? Because just... Speaking, we were talking about moods earlier. There's a few days a month where I'm like, I wish I had a filter to just remove any sort of motivational, inspirational message that anyone's oh, yeah. posting on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Even though it's like, I actually agree with the words that you just posted on top of the picture of a stream. However, <laughs> just shut up with your inspirational, motivational mumbo jumbo. I feel like I feel that way probably 85% of the time. <laughs> okay. But then... If someone from my brother-in-law, I felt like it was more sincere. Yes. Because that's where my problem lies is that I I wonder about the motive behind it. Like, do you just post this because you don't have anything else to post? Do you really live this way all the time? No one Right. It's one thing when somebody can come up with something apt and tell you that and you think, that's great. But I'd, I'd unfollow three or four people on Twitter recently because you think... Well, they have to come up with one of these every day because now that's their thing. Exactly. And so you read a lot of them and they make you want to puke. Mm-hmm. I, I found <laughs> that if, if I have uh, to-do lists and I put things on there that aren't like – that are too ambitious, I stop paying attention to the to-do list and it becomes useless. So I've had to – like the discipline lately in my life is making sure that nothing is too much – like everything's sort of, uh, you know, e- like super easy. Like See, I've got like my – Small steps. My master, to, like what kind of stuff's on there? Um, like I don't have one actually right now. <laughs> <laughs> make, make but if ma- I were to make a master to do list, that's the first <laughs> thing on your to do list. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's too difficult right now. Because I've got my like the the sort of catch all list where I just like toss down anything I don't want to forget that I need to do, um, and then I'll be working off of that. And then I'll sit down at my desk and I'm like, shit, there's like four things. I know. I'm always, it, whenever I have more than, I, like I'm not good at multitasking. That sentence was weird. Whenever I have more than one thing to do, I'm always, I feel like I'm in this mad dash to like do them all before I forget. And, I mean, stuff like remember to email that person back and I've got to call this and I've got to pay this bill. So I'll have my big to-do list 
and then I'll just make another one of like things that I have that I just want to like get out of my brain right away. Whereas the other one could be the like big projects. Right. It's not the best system because at all times I have more than one to do list. But mm-hmm. for me, it's better to think of those as just goals. And then as opposed to a to-do list, because if it's just sitting there every day, it'll bum me out and then I'll not right, want to yeah. look at it. And then that's probably why I don't have a to-do list is because you just, oh, it's that still on there. It's fucking three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just, you said, you stop looking at it because it's just yeah. too depressing. Yeah. Um, somebody gave me a piece of advice a while ago that was like this, JMO, where they said, always park on a downhill at night, which means... If you're working on something that night and let's Great say advice. there's a quarter of it left and it's really easy, leave that when you clock out so, mm-hmm. that, so that you can get started on something easy in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And the other one I heard recently was, I guess this is sort of similar, but decide what you're, the first thing is you're going to do tomorrow morning the night before. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. That's a good one, mm-hmm. which I just started doing. I love doing that. When like I, going to bed with a purpose, it yeah. feels like. When I'm writing something like that's lo- like long form, um, what it's in a similar way, what I'll do is I'll end it by because you usually have some momentum at the end of it by um, charting exactly so that you 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 sort of like you can come in and know exactly without having to think too much about those first steps, and that gets you warmed up. And yes. all, of, all of this being said, uh, ironically, I owe Lee Bruns an email from like six months ago. He, <laughs> he emailed me, asked me a podcast advice question right before the podcast festival started. And I said, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get right back to you. And then I had the podcast festival. So <laughs> what up, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> this, um, this almost counts as a reply to your email. I, it actually kind of almost does. Yeah. Um, I, for a second, I thought that your friend offered you parking advice. I was like, oh, I guess if it is at night, you may as well park on a downhill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you have a stick shift and a bad battery, that's good advice because then when you're pulling out of the spot, you can just right. pop start your car. I don't I don't do any of those things. These are really good tips. I don't I just like finish when I finish and I don't think about what I'm gonna do the next day. Maybe it's I like should. You wanna lower the resistance to starting the next day. So yeah. if it the the easier you can sort of make it for yourself to get back into the groove. That's the idea. For me, it's that I will actually start the day because otherwise, I just want to bum around. For that's just for mm-hmm. me. Like I'll just go. Mm, I don't. I'll just do something else, you know, instead yeah. of like what I really need to do. Yeah. Flash Dabbles says, "Just mirror everyone. I don't like it when they warm up my coffee at a breakfast place. You're throwing off the ratios of cream to coffee. Yes." I've heard this complaint. It's a common coffee drinkers complaint. Do you drink it black? Is I that- drink it black, but I've heard this complaint a lot. Yes. Like just when you get the perfect ratio of uh, of cream and sweetener, then they come by and they throw it all off. Yeah, and they're pretty. Oh. Yeah, I was tr- trying. To I did it out not too. understand what we were talking like about. Topping it off. Yes. You're saying. Okay. Uh, gotcha. yeah, they call oh. it warming it up. Yeah. That makes right. Sense. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. There was a guy who worked for me, um, who and he was a sweet guy. This is nice because I work with a guy who says like, oh, let me go warm up this cup of coffee. And yes. I always like have That's this vision of him say. going into the microwave and being like, beep, boop, boop, and warming it up. <laughs> he That's actually exa- might be doing that as well, though. Oh, okay. I think no. it's possible. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your idea. No, that's so weird. Like, Wendy distracted me because she was making a bunch of noise, so I didn't finish my thought, and then Al finished my thought. <laughs> oh, that's exactly <laughs> no way. What you're that's exactly what I was going to say. I have a guy at work who, who was <laughs> oh, like, that's so weird. hey, can I warm up your coffee, boss? And I was, uh, and, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And you always think he's like, 
just going and putting yeah, it in the microwave. Like, first of all, yeah, you don't have to do that, man. That is a quite a microwave. Yeah, it's like <laughs> spaceship yeah, microwave. As a black coffee drinker, though, the thing that is difficult with you're, all of us. You're a white guy. Let's yeah, I'm a white guy. Pretending. I'm a black white guy toffee drinker. <laughs> yeah. Is that I lose track of how much coffee I've yeah. drank. So when Sandy and I, uh, Sandy formerly of CarCast, mm-hmm. will meet for breakfast at a diner place, we'll sit there and we'll be jawing and eating and I'll have 10 cups of coffee because I don't, I have no yeah, you can. gauge oh, of how much coffee I've had because, you know, it goes down a quarter and then they just fill it back up. That's what happens when they warm it up quote unquote, mm-hmm. even if you have sweetener in it too, because then you just sort of add a little more cream and right. then yeah, suddenly you're 10 cups in. Tell everybody your drama with coffee on our drive home, honey. I would love to. Oh, that's okay. It's well, now story. I have to. Oh. <laughs> that is not a good story. All right. All right. No, actually, you know what? I have a question. Okay. We went through a drive through Starbucks, um, okay. which I have not done very often because coffee is such a like personal how you put your stuff in. Um, but, uh, there's a variety of reasons we chose to go through the drive through. So I said, can you get me a, uh, grande coffee in a venti cup, which is what I normally do, um, with half and half and six Splendas. (laughs) No shame. They can't see my face. Anyway, though, I got the coffee back and I opened it up and I'm like, this is way, way too light. So then I wondered, how is it? That you, how do you express what level of whitening you want in your yeah. coffee? Oh, good point. Because yeah. if it was like, like one sugar, everyone understands. Although right. with Starbucks with the sweetener, you have to go one pump or two pumps with the liquid sweetener because they do the liquid sweetener. But how do you do the the milk? I don't know because however much they put in there, I needed about half as much. Mm. They put in, and, and I actually drink my coffee pretty light, but they put in so much. I feel like one of those little plastic creamer cups that's the universal standard for a thing right of, which is maybe right. half an ounce but I need they're pouring six, it six but i'm just guessing six creamers. Yeah. i i have this problem going through drive-thru with soda it's like mm. the same thing it's like too much ice too little ice sometimes they f- don't fill it all the way up sometimes it's just a bad mix so you like drive away and then you're drinking this disgusting whatever it is so i understand this pain. do you ever try to, t- to give them special instruction yeah <laughs> And if, I'm al- if I'm alone, I will try. I think Al if Snicker with- answered the question. <laughs> if I'm with Al, Al something to say? I will not try because I don't think he could handle it. I think his brain would explode. What would happen? What, and what is I that, just what hate, I just like hate going through the terrible speaker system and being like, I have, I have a coupon, but it's like, <laughs> anyway, the end result is that I get a cheeseburger, but I don't know what it is on the menu, but I have a coupon for it. Do you trust me? <laughs> like I, I honestly have, he I don't really, know if it's valid. Yeah, coupons need or drink, special orders. But it needs to be diet coke, but only a quarter of it be ice. And when I get there, my wife is going to try it, and if she doesn't like it, she's going to give it back. <laughs> and I know you're just trying to like sling out burgers as fast as possible, but I will give you the soda back, and it needs to be better. And then he he's like kind of mad at me the rest of the way home. I'm not like mad. I'm just like. Why don't, why don't we just go in? Why do we have to do this through this weird speaker system? <laughs> I'll That's go all. in. And then I'll like give the wrong answer. And she'll be like, no, it's not right. And I'll be like, hang on a second. Can you come back? I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, on the coupon, it says that we get this other free chicken sandwich. I make Al use coupons sometimes, and he it's really hard for him. Are you anti-coupon in general? 
I, you know what? I'm fine Daniel with people is. who want to use coupons. I encourage it. Go mm-hmm. for it. But for some reason, I don't. Same. Here, okay. We use the coupon <laughs> and I, we, like our, we had to walk in because the drive-thru was broken or something. <laughs> and it was so much easier because I walked in and I just said, I would like this. And I handed her the coupon. And she's like, no problem. Pumps it out. We go. But like at, at the drive-thru speaker, you can't. It's like, there's two chicken sandwiches, there's pictures of them on here, and this is what I'm supposed to get. You know what I hate nowadays is that they've simplified the menus in those places so much that they don't have the full menu. They'll yes, just have the that combos. That is true. And That's you, annoying. Yeah, and, and, and then they'll go like, you know, what kind of soda do you want? And I'm like, I don't know where the fucking options are <laughs> for the sodas anymore. I have to memorize, and fuck you, McDonald's. Well, we like, I have to memorize what kind of sodas you have. <laughs> Like, well, and now with the freestyle machines, the crazy ones, you can get like all kinds of crazy soda. You can order like a cherry root beer through the drive-thru. Yeah. I know. Where do they have freestyle machines? The Burger King. Oh. Yeah. That's where I've been getting, because I've been drinking a little, I've been drinking less caffeine. Mm-hmm. So they have caffeine-free Diet Coke at mm-hmm. that drive-thru. And so I can get like, what I'd really like is a half and half mix. But they should, that, I feel like that should be an automatic thing that they have. Right? A yeah. half caffeine, half yeah, not. half caffeine. There's probably just one Coke thing back there and three different tubes <laughs> going to it. Like, oh, you want your diet caffeine? Okay. I know. That's the other thing is I don't totally trust it. But at the same time, I don't want to get out of the car. <laughs> Here's the other thing. She drinks the Diet Coke. She takes a sip of it right away and goes like, I don't know if this is even Diet Coke. That's it. And I'm like, what, I, you what do you mean you don't know? Like, I do that too. <laughs> I make Daniel sip it all the time. Is this real Coke? Does this yeah. taste yeah, like right? Dr. Pepper? Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. it's a, there's like a, it's like a, a little, little bit, bit extra off. sweet. Yes, yeah. there's too mm-hmm. much syrup or something and it tastes different. So then you need yeah. someone who's not used to drinking diet all the time. Palette. An, imper- yeah. an impartial third party that doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which actually worked out well because before Alan, because he will he can tell for me, but before Alan, my roommate, Elisa, she was a avid only Coca-Cola drinker. So she, I would be like, I don't know, this might, this tastes like yours. And then she would drink and be like, it's horrible. I know. Get out of here. You know you're subjecting the person to like a pretty time, unpleasant experience. Next time I'm going to drink it all and then go, yeah, that was Diet Coke. I think, <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah. You would never do that, though, because you hate it so much. I know. I don't like it. It's the gross. funny thing is, <laughs> if it's real Coke, I'm always like, oh, this is definitely real Coke. They just totally. gave me real Coke. And yet, I'm always wondering. And yet, if, so I think that if I wonder, then I should know that it's Diet Coke. Because That's it, exactly when it's real right. Coke, it's You yeah. do know, but for some reason, that doubt comes just, in your mind, right. and then you think, this is 500 calories yes, that I don't, don't want to drink. Exactly. Yeah. I want to appreciate it. Oh, see, it. That, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the calorie Right. Oh, yeah. Concern. It's always ah, right. for me. That's yeah. what yeah. it would be. So wait, how come you're trying to drink less caffeine? Um, because Sam is sleeping really well, and I read that the caffeine does go through your breast milk, and mm-hmm. I just don't want to interrupt that. Because shouldn't you be able to give her a half calf? Well, that's what I'm saying, right? If it's just like a tiny bit, then it would be okay. Because I, if I ate like candy, she would get sugar, wouldn't she? Or if I ate like, you know. So anyway, I've just been a little more careful because mm. she sleeps through the night. And I just feel like Ooh, if yeah. I ruin that. Don't mess with that. Because of my need for like a Diet Coke late at night, then I'm, you know, it's my own fault. So. Yeah, that's magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Font Faluda says, I feel vaguely racist when I ask for chopsticks. No. It's Why? interesting. I would think would that, that you racist? would. 
feel more. It would feel one. more like an ugly American asking for a fork. Yeah, yeah. it's the opposite. Totally, because yeah. he does it at Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't. Uh, although I'm trying to think how frequent it is that I would actually have to ask for chopsticks as opposed to it would just. Maybe come. It would be, I'm trying to think in what scenario would it be racist to ask for chopsticks like. If it's like if you were going to one of those fish and chips shops in LA that are only operated by Koreans, maybe then asking for <laughs> chopsticks would be, you know what I mean? Like, right, like assuming they would have chopsticks. Yeah, like it's not Chinese food, but it's only run by Chinese oh, people. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. right, right, right. Hmm. We're going to need a little more information. I don't know. I feel like maybe they'd still be like, sure. <laughs> I feel like if chops, they had them. Chopsticks, you, it's like you're trying to bro down to. We authenticate their culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There's a lot, so much, that was such a multicultural statement. <laughs> Machos Garcias. <laughs> Demian Cordova says, when I listen to classical music, I pretend I'm, I'm conducting even though I have no idea how to do it. No, I don't do that. But I like the idea of air conducting. My brother-in-law, again, my brother-in-law is a symphony conductor. The one who's also a motivational speaker. Yeah. My God, what I know. Overachiever. He's crazy talented. But ever since I've watched him do it professionally... I like just I can't even imagine how you do it. It's the most confusing, crazy job ever. Do you ever see uh, the sheet music that those guys look at? Yeah, it's crazy. It has every instrument, and so they're they're going through a page at a time. There's a list of twelve instruments Mm -hmm. with all the music, and they conduct like a half a beat ahead. Which I don't know how you do that. Mm -hmm. That seems so crazy. So mad respect. You just have to be anticipating it. Right. Hey, conductors, mad respect. Mad respect, <laughs> I tell you. Yeah, maestro. <laughs> Dennis C. says, weak morning hands, new Gatorade, can't get the lid off, but desperately need a drink. Is that a haiku? <laughs> <laughs> um, hashtag one too many night before. We really need Greg to weigh in on yeah, this right? one. But I can definitely weigh in on, or I can definitely relate to the feeling of weak hands. Yeah. I can't do what I need to do. It's such a weird feeling when you have no strength in yeah, your hands I hate the first thing it. in the morning. Whenever I'm, for me, whenever I'm cold, my hands are useless. Yeah, and or when you're warm feels- too. Or laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Laughing, it's like, huh. forget it. I can't do anything. I can psych myself out of being able to make a fist. Like, think about, like, it's sort of that thing where you're like, I'm going to make myself... Swallow, oh, excuse me. Um, like you forget how to swallow for a second. I feel like I can get like nervous, and if I get nervous, I can't make a strong fist. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Oh, weird. Yeah. I haven't thought about that one. What do you think, Craig? I'm fairly hypnotic. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay, James Leroy Wilson says I find that people who don't give you any bullshit are the people who say bullshit the most. Alan, Jen, I know you probably have a different a different opinion about this, um, but I get what he's saying. But Wait, what I think is that again? People that, who don't give you any bullshit are the people who say bullshit the most. As in, like, I think my interpretation of that is like no nonsense. People use right. the term bullshit a fair sure, amount because they're always calling people out on it, <laughs> right? Hmm. Maybe I don't know. Oh, I thought of it totally different. Oh, maybe I'm understanding it wrong. I thought of it, and I I'm I think I'm wrong now that you explained your thought. I was thinking that like people who say that they're no nonsense are always the one spewing nonsense. Oh, like when like I I, I oh. had an experience where when I would go to these other hospitals in my old job, the one hospital who was like, "We we'll, we love change and we take it all, and you just tell us like it is and we'll do it." And they were like the most right. sensitive people. 
And if I said like, well, I think you guys might do this differently, they'd be like, how dare you question our things and mm-hmm. we will not change for you. I'll die before you succeed. And I was like, it sounds awful. Overselling yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I th- that might, I, I think, and yeah, anything that someone preaches is usually what they have an issue with. Yeah. And, right. So if someone is constantly talking, of, like obsessed with, uh, you know, the truth or like you know whether you're lying is probably someone who lies a lot right. like yeah. it's it's usually the case i think yeah and and people that have the the super oh sorry i just my brain just came online <laughs> yes i think that i don't think it's <laughs> oh my god so i just joined this podcast Hi. um <laughs> yes i think that's absolutely what he's saying he's saying that um wait it doesn't work. I thought he was saying that people that are always pointing out bullshit are people that bullshit. Give, give, give out the most bullshit. They're the biggest bullshitters. I find that people who don't <laughs> give you any bullshit... Who don't give you any bullshit. ...are the people who say bullshit the most. Oh, that's not what I oh, heard Oh, yeah, maybe he is saying... I think I... For a second, when I made that whole proclamation about how now I'm joining the podcast... For that moment, I thought he was saying that the people who claim not to be full of shit are saying shit all the time. Yeah. But now I'm back to my original interpretation of it. Yeah. 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 I think. James I Leroy wrong. Wilson, you bastard. This is a confusing <laughs> one. Blowing our minds. <laughs> to be fair to us, it's late in the show for a JMO that baffling. It is. It is. <laughs> it's not his fault. No. Leanne Ward says, part of me feels magnanimous if I like a sample enough to then buy the product as if I've made their day as as if I've made their day better. I totally relate to this Mm -hmm. one. This is like, I think I tweeted about the fact that I, that I'm turning into that person who makes small talk with store clerks. Like, and and like, I'm so insane. It was shorter than this. It was like, I'm so insanely proud of myself. Like, here I go being a ray of sunshine. (laughs) Like when I do shit like that, I am convinced that I am. I'm just brightening their fucking day. Mm-hmm. So I totally get that. As uh, when I worked at a grocery store, everyone had to take like a 30 minute shift going and cutting French bread for people who would walk in <laughs> and giving them like buttered French bread. Mm-hmm. And I remember people saying like, oh, I think I might buy this. And under my breath, I'd always just be like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I got to do this for 24 more minutes. I don't yeah. really care. I don't care. <laughs> you don't get a piece of yeah. it. Like, just go. Okay. <laughs> Harry Bowles says, difficult word doesn't get a red underline, so type a bunch of random letters to confirm spell check didn't fall asleep. I do that all the time. Or like if I'm typing in all caps Mm -hmm. and I misspell something, I'll do that to see if it'll do it for all caps, you know, because you're like, oh, is is that going to spell check something that's, yeah. Double check in the dynamic spell check all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. That was just mere everyone. I have one. Oh. Okay. I would like to hear it. <laughs> when I come back from a, a vacation from, that I've been gone for a few days, I will um, flush the toilet before using it to make sure there are no uh, spiders or creepy crawlies hi- hiding Ooh, under the lid. That is a smart thing to do. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just you. Because that's a, where they'll hang out. Yeah, I had a roommate who, when I in New York who would flush before she went to the bathroom every time because she was convinced the rats were going to come up and, oh, and bite her in the butt. And gnaw her mm-hmm, butt. Mm-hmm. 
How much mm-hmm. further does one flesh push a rat? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like your toilet your would really like it's just so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one resilient Very rat. Very paranoid. Very paranoid. They've about. earned it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have a new thing to worry worry about. So. I, this is why I wouldn't use outhouses when I was a kid because all the spiders are going to crawl it up. It does and, seem like there's a lot of spiders in yeah, an outhouse, bite, right? Bite your tushy. Bite your tushy. Well, well, I don't know what else they do. <laughs> new ringtone. Yeah. Touch, touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy. There was a um, bathtub in, but it was like a bat, like a whirlpool bathtub thing oh, that had stayed? jets. Yeah, in yeah. the cabin that we stayed in. Um, and I saw a spider crawling up the edge, and then it like slipped under the lip of it, and then uh, went um, into the actual like frame see? of the bath itself. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> who knows how many of them are in there yeah. and where they're oh where they're coming out. I feel out like of. we've had this JMO before. Like if you see one, you have to assume there are thousands. Yes. I don't yes. Like that and idea. that's horrible, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I saw a cockroach in here once, and Kevin Rom of Mad Men, who I love was the guest on the show when I mentioned it. And he's like, oh, that means you have a ton. <laughs> and then he started, when we went to take the photo, he started like moving his, like, you have you have roaches, like moving his hands in this creepy way. And I I was, I just, this is not working well on the podcast, but I just remember I was just like, ah, <laughs> stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so horrible. <sighs> All right. Now is the time of the show where I talk about an adoptable dog that my friend dog trainer, Laura London, is working with. Uh, and... Thank you. I was thinking I need to I need to put in an order with Trap Dogs. We need a song for this segment. And by the mm-hmm. way, the response to the segment has been overwhelming. People love hearing about adoptable dogs, except for one person who feels that it is bringing down the show. But I'm sorry. <laughs> You've been overruled because everyone else likes it so much. Okay. Cameron is a sweet six-year-old Rottweiler. He was found as a stray uh, and is always quietly just looking around. He's in a kennel with... This is on his page. This is what it says. He's in a kennel with a younger Rottweiler and they just do their own thing. This gentle giant has the sweetest face and he's available for adoption or rescue now. He is super duper cute. Oh, oh, did she? Rottweiler. I think she may have Instagrammed. Oh. I think she did him, and he looks like a sweetie. Yes. Um. And let's see. Here is what she says. Um. She said he's a he's big. He's a mellow guy that would love to hang out, sleep, and take leisurely walks. He loves to be and needs to be brushed. For some reason, that part of it is like the part that makes me want to tear up. Like the fact that he loves being brushed. <laughs> I think because to me it suggests which is the case that he had another family at one point. Like he's, this is uh, good with other dogs, rather indifferent. He's older and large. So he's at high risk of not making it out. <laughs> oh, that also tugs at my heartstrings. Yeah. The, the old dogs. It's so sad how people give up the old dogs. I know he's just... a love bug. He knows sit and down, but he does it slowly. That also makes me sad Aww. because Oliver used to, when we, when yeah, we do down, he used time. to, do it really slowly um so anyway yeah so cameron is super cute and uh and um you can find him at shelterme.com slash downy slash cameron and then the number four so again that's shelterme.com slash downy slash cameron number four and i will also link to this in the blog post when we were going to the um support the grieving support group for well, All right, maybe it now. is. Maybe it is bringing the show. No, down. but there was a lady there who would adopt. 
Oh, um, senior dogs. Senior dogs. Yeah. And she brought one of them to the mm-hmm. meeting. The big he, bulldog. Such a sweetheart. And she had this, and I just thought, God, first of all, you're a saint because you're, you know, yeah, having giving, to go through this. Dogs, right. You know, you're bonding to these these dogs and then, you know, losing them. But um, there's something so special about someone who does that in that relationship mm-hmm. because those dogs have is there's it, first of all it's just so sad because they had a family and they you know and they were given up when they needed them the most and that you can be there they seem so appreciative this dog just loved her to yeah. pieces um so i just say if you're um uh, if you can i think that's a great thing to do but that sad. being said Cameron is six, so he's not. I mean, I don't know at what point they consider a dog a senior dog. I don't think six is senior, though. I'm just making a, like a separate age. point, yes. Allison. I know. I'm just bringing it, but I'm just bringing it back for people who might not get where you're coming from. Sure. Okay. Whatever. Move on. Yay for this dogs. reminds me of when I was at that fashion show eating cereal on my ex-boyfriend's lap. Yeah, <laughs> you can I just tell you then? I'll, I'll we'll disclose this piece of information. I, I, I was secretly happy because that meant that I got to be fondled by my exes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. What? Hi, thank oh. you. With regards. I think everyone at this table, including your wife, is thinking, well, that was a dumb thing to say. Because now, of course, that begs the question, oh, I didn't know you wanted to be fondled by your exes. This is interesting news. I don't. Yeah. (laughs) So so that's how you feel about her? You'd like her to fondle you sometimes? You guys, speaking of exes, really quick. Uh, We, Al, put all of our photos that we've ever taken on our phones, like up in the cloud somewhere or something like that. <laughs> so I've been looking through them and keep deleting ex-girlfriends Ow. from his photos. How dare you? Exactly. It's fair. It's fair. Anyway. I don't mind. Hubba hubba. Some of them were cuter than I wanted them to be, but they're gone forever. <laughs> it's better that way. <laughs> Now, you must have known this was going to happen, Al. Yeah, come on, Al. Oh, she, she's not innocent. She had pictures of her and her boyfriends on there. But are they still there? No. No, she deleted those Oh, two. you deleted those Oh, two. I did, So yes. she's very fair. Yeah, no. Those I tried to delete as soon as possible before he could see them so that I could just accuse him of having pictures of <laughs> <Yeah>. her girlfriends. <laughs> she's In not his innocent. Sleep. You guys, I'm just going to say it again. In case you've just tuned in now to the podcast, <laughs> if you're going to buy something on Amazon, click the banner on my website, alisonrose.com. Thank you so much for your Amazon support, PayPal support. We have ringtones available. We have bonus episodes available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. And also, touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy, tushy, touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy. You can get those by going to the store on my website. Uh, and also t-shirts available. Also get to them store on my website. It, it's not that I want to be fondled by my exes. It's that I want to have a lot of women fondling me. Well, that makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Stop. No, but that, but I'm just saying I want a lot. I want to be with a lot of... <laughs> A lot of ladies. Oh, you know, I think I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't aware that you felt this way. It, it sort of seems 
to be contrary to our wedding vows. Make it worse, Rob. The notion of being Make it worse. You are such we an effing make, idiot. We were making an amendment to the vows. In your dream? In the dream. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, now, I But she I didn't guess sign. I really, no. no, I woke up. It was uh, so frustrating. I was so close. <laughs> Otherwise, this would have been a legally binding dream. Yeah. Wait, but could you read in your dream? Yeah, that's a good question. I was probably just like scribble, but you know, whatever. I knew what it meant. Another thing, you guys, because people sometimes are like, um, hey, uh, what's the code for this particular sponsor or whatever on my website? If you go under about the show, there's a support the show page, and, you, and then there's links yes. to all the sponsors. So I finally, finally put that there. Good. Uh, people have been asking for it for a while. Okay. Well, now that we already did the plugs, this is a weird way to end. But um, thank you guys for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time.